0: This podcast is the Advent 3 or Rose Sunday Service on December thirteenth, 2020 by the Episcopal Churches of Marquette County, featuring music by violinist Janice Peterson and piano and organ by Jan Broderson.
1: In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our
2: God. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen.
3: Amen.
1: Let us confess our sins unto, against God and our neighbor. You bring our fear into the light of love. We prefer to hide in the shadows. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You promise healing for the earth. We turn our backs on our common world. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You come near in the vulnerable word made flesh. We worship distant idols of celebrity and power. Lord, have mercy.
4: Lord, have mercy.
1: Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen
4: lord open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise glory to the father glory to the son and to the son and, and, to the spirit. Spirit, and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever amen alleluia our king and savior now draws near come let us adore him His mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age.
5: The Song of Mary. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good things to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called Oaks of Righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. He shall build up the ancient ruins They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all nations. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
6: To to God. God. A reading from the
7: book of Isaiah. Amen. Amen. A reading from
8: Paul's first letter to the church at Thessalonia. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets. But test everything. Hold fast to what is good abstain from every evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's
4: people. Thanks be to God.
6: Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sin. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan where John was baptized. Hear what the spirit is saying to God's people. Mm -hmm.
4: Thanks be to God.
6: Some
3: of you may remember the phrase A boy and his dad were in an accident on their way home from a little league game. That was a story that Tom Ray used to use to illustrate to people the need for a change in uh, paradigm, a change in view. For those who don't know the story, uh, it goes on that the boy ended up with a massive head injury and the hospital sent out a call for the most skilled uh, neurosurgeon in the area and the neurosurgeon arrived at the hospital and prepared for surgery until they looked at the boy and said I can't operate on this he's my son and the hooker was of course no one thinks that a woman can be the most uh, best um, neurosurgeon in the, in the area. It has to be a man. And so uh, uh, Tom used that constantly while he was doing it. And for many of us, all we had to hear was a boy and his dad and our eyes would glaze over And we shut off our hearing and and uh, not listened at all. That's uh, sort of what the theme of these lessons this morning is all about. We have a the Episcopal Church is a liturgical denomination. We have a daily lection that is uh, uh, repeats itself once every two years. And we have a Sunday election that repeats itself once every three years. And each year is broken into annual seasons. We have Advent and then Christmas and then Epiphany and so forth. The fact that it repeats and repeats and repeats, we all know how it's going to turn out. And so the trend is, let's just get over the the intervening stuff and go directly to the the uh uh, the heart of the matter and of course the secular world feeds into this perfectly Uh, the christmas displays appeared in the stores back in october Uh, we are the, the secular world in no place talks at all about advent that is preparing for Christmas, it's Christmas, and the focus is right there at Christmas. Uh, So it becomes very easy for even those of us who are uh, church attendees to glaze over the advent, the preparations and so forth and go right to Christmas. In the lessons this morning, the, the lesson from Isaiah is uh, sometimes referred to as third Isaiah because it is uh, written after the Jews are uh, released from bondage and come back to Jerusalem. And lo and behold, the the enormity of the task that uh, they have before them in rebuilding the temple, rebuilding the wall, rebuilding the city makes them not sure they even want to start and so isaiah gives us this wonderful reminder of what god expects of us to bring good news to the oppressed to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and to release the prisoners to proclaim the year of the lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our god to comfort All who mourn. It is a reminder for us. The book of Isaiah was written probably 600 years before uh, the the coming of Christ, 600 BC. Uh, But the Hebrew people had to be constantly reminded of what God's purpose was. In the book of John, written literally six or seven hundred years after Isaiah, he adopts the same kind of a uh, a shaking us out of our complacency. Here we have John the Baptist who is uh, calling on people to repent and to be baptized. This shakes up the authorities, the Pharisees who are the The uh, both political and religious authorities send people to John the Baptist and ask him uh, who he is. Look for some kind of authentication as to why he is doing what he is doing. Now, John makes it quite clear who he is not. He is not the Messiah. He is not a prophet. He is not Elijah. He is one sent to get our attention, to get the attention of the Hebrews for what is coming. And that's what Advent is all about. Then we go to Paul's letter to the uh, Thessalonians and uh, Paul summarizes the same rubric, pray without ceasing, give thanks, Hold on to what is good, abstain from evil. That is what God is looking for from us. Paul's letters to the various communities were sent with an, in an effort to try to build up a community. Uh, most of the towns along the Aegean Sea in, uh, uh, and in Greece were trading towns. And so they had people from all kinds of backgrounds. And when Paul was in the town to build a congregation, there there was very little commonality amongst those early Christians. And so his letters constantly go back and remind the people that they need to have to build community, to build the commonality. It seems to me that in this difficult time, what we are doing here is similar to what Paul was attempting to do. We are trying to build a community out of four congregations in Marquette County, and we're doing it through the use of technology uh, through Zoom. So instead of the complacency of the usual advent, where we know that Christmas is coming and that it will lead to Epiphany and Lent and Good Friday and Easter. Let us work and pray together to follow the rubric that Isaiah set forth, to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to release the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of God, to comfort all who mourn, amen. Let
1: us affirm our faith together you, O oh God, are supreme and holy. You create our world and give us life. Your purpose overarches everything we do. You have always been with us. You are God. You, O oh God, are infinitely generous, good beyond all measure. You came to us before we came to you. You have revealed and proved your love for us in Jesus Christ, who lived and died and rose again. You are with us now. You are God. You, O God, our Holy Spirit, you empower us to be your gospel in the world. You reconcile and heal. You overcome death. You are our God. We worship you. May God's peace be with you.
2: We can all say and also- And also with you. Yeah. Okay, Janine, will you make it so that we're, there we are. Yay. So now everybody can say peace, give the peace sign, do all that wonderful stuff. Say hello to everybody. It's nice. If you can, if you need to, you know, scroll over so you can see everybody, you can see, you can see who's come to church. Yay. (laughs) I'm so glad to see everyone. Kathy, do you wanna lead us through some announcements? Yes,
8: good morning, everybody. Um, Are there announcements that anybody would like to let us know about at this time? And we also have to remember the birthdays.
9: uh, (laughs) Marna asked me to say something about Ember Days. Uh, So why don't we do that first? if you look at page 212 in the prayer book for the third Sunday of Advent, there's the collect that you will hear shortly. And right after the collect, it says Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday of this week are the traditional winter ember days. Uh, there are four times during the year that we observe ember days. Um, in the winter, actually, uh, originally, it, it follows the uh, Feast of St. Lucy or Santa Lucia which happens to be December 13th, which is what, where we are today. There are also uh, days, uh, Ash Wednesday is the day for this, that is followed by the spring ember days, Pentecost for summer, and Holy Cross Day for the fall. Now, we don't think of this as being winter yet because it's only the 13th. And after all, winter doesn't start till the 21st or the 22nd. Well, it didn't always happen to be that way. In 1582, Pope Gregory VIII changed the calendar. So up until then, December 13th was considered the shortest day of the year, and that was when winter started. So it just happens that St. Lucie's Day or Santa Lucia and Advent Three this year fall on the same day. And of course, Advent Three, in terms of propers takes precedence over uh, someone who's considered a—it's a minor feast. Um, if in your prayer book you were to turn to page uh, 256 you will find the uh, collects to be used at the daily office and at the Eucharist on Ember days. And in the Anglican Communion, we focus on the ministry of all of the baptized. The first day, the Wednesday Ember day. Uh, we pray for those who are to be ordained on Friday we pray for the choice of fit persons for the ministry and on Saturday we pray for all Christians in their vocation so those are the ember days in the Roman Catholic tradition these are days of uh, prayer and fasting but the Anglican communion focuses on the ministry of all people So those are the ember days if holy innocents were meeting that would have been noted in our bulletin that the wednesday friday and saturday of the following week are the ember days and please note
2: your collects on page 256. so thank you gwen would you say would you in our opinion everybody is it fair to assume that these ember days are four times during the year when three times that week we can really think about, pray for the ministry, for those who are raised up in ministry, for, which if we really believe in the baptismal covenant, all of us are the ministers. So ember days are really four times out of the year, if I, if I understand it correctly, that um, we really concentrate on and lift before God, the ministry of our ministry. You know that that's what we're doing. So it's interesting that we can all spend these times doing that. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever done Ember Days before, but when Gwen emailed me about them this week, I thought that's a good thing to bring up. Uh, especially as we heard in the sermon today, as Dick reminded us that um, we're not that different than the early church, trying to bumble along figuring out how to be the Church of God together. Uh, it's, it's kind of wonderful to contemplate what the mini, what ministry might be. Um, any other announcements either about the congregations or um, what's going on in the communities? Janine, are you raising your hand? Yes.
6: Just um, I have an announcement. Uh, My Kathy, Kathy Martindale, also had a birthday last week.
2: Uh, Okay.
6: I I can kind of maybe share with you, she was born two days after Pearl Harbor.
2: Uh The celebration. Yay. And Janine, what were you going to say? I was just going to say all of the congregations
0: are invited to um, send me stories, thoughts, song music for the podcasts that we've created. We have 10 episodes in the podcast. You can find it on Spotify and Google. Um, We have Charlie West's words twice a week. And we have um, Jim Sorensen gave a lovely um, memories of preparing for Christmas. And I'd love to have more people From all of the congregation, send me some Advent and Christmas memories or favorite carols or whatever you would like. So go out to the um, podcast and you can leave me a message and I'll set up a way to record you. The podcast is called St. Paul's um, Podcast. And um, thank you.
2: Great. Okay, Kathy, do you want to, so who else do we have birthdays? We have, who are we praying for? We're praying for Dick and we're praying for Kathy for our birthdays. Is there anybody else that wants to, oh, Coralie Coralie. Coralie is waving. Yes. You have to unmute. Hi, my birthday was on Thursday. Okay, Coralie's birthday. As as was Joe Whitler's birthday. She and I share the 10th. Okay, cool. Debbie, Howard. are you ready to pray for us for the birthday? And I'd
3: point out that um, uh, Arlene Gordon Air has a birthday on the 5th of December. Okay. Th- third.
2: Third. third. You
6: could you could add Howard Harding to that.
2: Okay, um, Howard. Yay. My
6: twin brother is celebrating his 125th and I'm still 23.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so glad that you share that well. Thank you. Okay. Debbie, go ahead.
5: Oh God, our times are in your hand. Look with favor, we pray, on your servants, Dick, Kathy, Cora Lee, Joe, Arlene, and Howard, as they begin another year. Grant that they may grow in wisdom and grace and strengthen their trust in your goodness and all the days of their lives, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm.
2: I do have one more announcement, two more, actually. Um, Remind remind you to um, plug into Wondering Wednesdays on either the uh, Diocesan Facebook page or on YouTube at 7 o'clock. I do Wondering Wednesdays, and there's also a... um, possibility to do Zoom Compline after that. Uh, There's a link. I hope everybody has gotten the communication from the diocesan office, then from the bishop, that the churches will not open at least through January, that the pandemic has gotten to the point where um, we've been advised by the Department of Health and all, all of it, et cetera, et cetera. The bishop did a good job explaining that in the letter so that at the very least, by the end of January, I'm gonna tell you quite frankly, I'm not holding my breath. Um, I think the numbers, and I can see Margie is is nodding too. The numbers are not, and so is Lynn, the numbers aren't looking great. And so the safest, safest thing to do is to um, not gather in person. And so that's why we're putting a lot of energy into online modalities to get together. And also I know that there are, There are um, people in each of the congregations that are reaching out to those who are not capable, don't have the equipment, aren't inclined, aren't on the internet, can't do this. There are are groups in every church that are reaching out to those other folks. So uh, make sure that you help us know how to reach out to everybody. Uh, There are many ways to gather On the 27th, just to get it in your mind, the Sunday after Christmas, we will not be on this Zoom meeting. We will be on another Zoom meeting. The governor is going to join us for church that day. And so the diocesan office is pulling together that service and there will be more information in the... uh, Neither next week or the week after. So you can, on the 27th, we'll all be gathering as an entire diocese on a Zoom um, worship service. Okay. Yes, Kathy. Minor things.
5: One is to remind people that this is actually Rose Sunday.
2: And- Want to talk about that? Tell us what Rose Sunday is.
5: Well, it has to do with the Virgin and I try in our church to put three roses with pine boughs, and they look lovely. We had a friend downstate that did that in our church down there. and It was just beautiful. The other thing is, maybe someone else has noticed this, but when Marna is printed on my computer or anywhere else, it always looks like Mama Franzen. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. Oh, that's scary <laughs> yeah but yes, I, marcia yeah i just
1: would like to say thank you to all of you who put these services together i love the fact that all of our churches are a part of this um it's it's incredible to me that we can we can do this i mean i don't even understand how fax machines work uh so i just want to say thank you and thank you to dick grable um but i also would like to emphasize that when we have someone who's doing a sermon like dick did that whoever's doing the sermon introduce yourself first i think that that's a a wonderful thing to be able to say hello i'm Marcia Franz and I'm from St. Paul's church in Marquette or something, just as each of us gets to know the other. But I love the fact that we are able to do this. And I just say, thank you to everyone.
6: I have something, uh, two things actually. Number one, I'm gonna ask for everybody's prayers for one of our members. Who has contracted COVID? Oh. many of you know her. And Vita is uh, came down with it, but she's doing much better. And she's she's at home, and she's she never did have to be hospitalized or anything. She's doing much better. I Think she has maybe another week or less than a week of quarantine before she's clear the other thing is a prayer of thanksgiving and praise for our parish we determined when we had our furnace checked this fall and we needed to either do rather some expensive repairs or replacement and we were going to apply for a grant as soon as funds were available at the beginning of the year but somehow the bishop received check for the full amount for a brand new furnace from a very anonymous person. And all I can say is thanks be to God for us, for me, that's a sign that we're going to be hanging around for a little bit longer than maybe we thought. That's a very positive thing for us. And the new furnace is already ordered. Thanks be to God.
4: Okay. Are, are you folks from St. John's or Grace?
6: St. John's.
4: St. John's. Yeah, praise God. I, I just want to give a shout out to, your, um, to Mrs. Martin Martindale. Um, I'm very touched by your gesture uh, uh, for Rose Sunday. That's a very high Anglican gesture to uh, uh, give a tip of the hat to the Mother of our Lord. So uh, thank you for sharing that.
2: And if you want more of that, tune into Wondering Wednesday because it's gonna be all about the ladies this week. So if you wanna hear about the ladies this week, tune into that. Um, Yeah. Okay. I think we're done with announcements. All right.
1: We move on to the offertory.
2: Okay, let me get, let me share my screen and
1: whoops, whoops. Let us with gladness present the offerings and oblations of our life and labor to the Lord. Lord is with you.
4: And also with you. Let us pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O
1: Lord. And grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with
4: joy. nor the hope of the poor be taken away.
1: Create in us clean
4: hearts, O God. And sustain us with your Holy Spirit.
1: Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us through Jesus Christ our Lord to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. O God, the King eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks, through Jesus Christ,
4: our Lord. Amen. Almighty Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you. And then use us, we pray, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen.
2: I don't know if we have anybody assigned to Prayers of the People. Who would like to do that? I can do it since I'm unmuted. Perfect.
8: We pray for the church. May she become a blessing to all nations. Travel the world with justice and hope. God of compassion, make us new. We pray for the world. May we come to live as one family and grow beyond the violence of war.
4: God of compassion, make us new.
8: We pray for our community. May we be healed of racism and shine again like a lamp on the hill.
4: God of compassion, make us new.
8: We pray for the afflicted. We especially all of those who are suffering suffering from COVID. May every sadness find you at its heart, and may there be grace when we suffer.
4: God of compassion, make us new.
8: We pray for the departed. We especially pray for all of those who have passed away because of the COVID virus. May they ever grow in faith and love. And may we always remember their name.
4: God of compassion,
1: make us new. God of compassion, make us new. Change our hearts mend our lives and lead us to any who need us. For the sake of Jesus who came, that all may have life
4: and have it abundantly. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting.
1: May the blessing of light be on us, light without and light within. May the blessed sun shine on us and warm each heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and warm themselves and may the light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in the windows of a house and may the Lord bless us and bless us kindly. Amen.
6: Let us go forth into the world and be Church of Christ. Thanks be to God.